hold on to your butts, guys, because we're going in dry. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Crystal Meth Podcast. (laughs) You killed me. (laughs) Um, And this week we're going to be talking about angels. Not anuses, as your intro implies. I I don't know. I I don't think um, angels have anuses, even though it starts with the same two letters. I was going to say, did you find any angels that were made out of anuses? But that answers that question. But aren't angels just anuses with eyes and wings? In fact, you know your profile picture of... um, Samael. Samael. He's got six wings no what would you call it three sets of wings three pairs of wings and he's got loads of eyes on them so he, does. he is a sort of biblical angel isn't he he's kept his look yeah i like <laughs> that he doesn't have the same number of eyes on each of the opposite sets of wings if you oh, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he's an asymmetrical 80s icon and he's got has he got a massive eye on his chest like i you know like iron man's got that he does yeah he has like yeah. a does he have actually any eyes in his skull or all his eyes and his wings and his chest and he's just got two black holes? Yeah, I think he's got like eye cavities in his skull and then yeah, he's a massive, got, like, eye, a on massive eye in his chest and then eyes all over his wings. I like it. It's a good look. I mean, he's kept his biblical heavenly look and sort of meshed it with the human side of things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good look, man. <laughs> no wonder Lilith popped him. And he's definitely a seducer, yeah. Mm-hmm. But angels. Oh, no, sorry. First of all, before I go on about angels, last podcast, when we were talking about, I have to make an apology here. Um, Last podcast, it just, I'm really anal about this, right? If I, if I listen back on our episodes and realise that I got a fact wrong or a name wrong, it really bugs me. Um, So I'm going to correct that. So, and I'm surprised you didn't, Mark, but then maybe you're just as daft as me. Quite possibly. Cliff Richard, right? We were talking about him and how he used to date someone, and I said he dated a tennis player called Sue Lolly. It's not. It's Sue Barker. Sue Lolly, I think, is a newsreader, maybe. I don't know. But he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite bit of this is like, and maybe (laughs) I thought you'd have corrected me, Mark, because I know the names of tennis players. Sue Barker, I'm really into my tennis. Like, well, for people in the UK, she, I didn't know she was a tennis player. I only knew her as the host of A Question of Sport for years. But I also looked up about it and, well, it just happened to pop up because, you know, like Zuckerberg or whoever is listening in on you. So it came up on like the internet or something on Facebook about how... Sue Barker is absolutely fucking sick of Cliff Richard bringing up their very brief relationship as if it was a big thing. And it's ruining her life. It's ruining her life. (laughs) No, she's fed up of him. Like, every time he's interviewed, he brings up about how he almost married Sue Barker. And she's like, no, he didn't. He just dated me for, like, maybe a week. And I was pretty much a beard. He smacked in if I was the love of his fucking life. It wasn't. I mean, yeah, it's hard to like Elton John's wife, is it? <laughs> if you went in like two dates with her. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, she's fed up of them. Uh, well, that's that. So apologies. Um, 
to anyone who was offended. <laughs> Particularly Sue Lolly, <laughs> who I don't even know who that is. Sorry to Sue Lolly, Sue Barker, and all the lolly heads and Barkerites out there. Well, angels, Mark, um, people associate angels with like flighty wings. Just bitches that can't concentrate. (laughs) (laughs) Going to two different coffee shops, not knowing where to meet their family. Well, when you think of angels, you think of blonde, blue eyes. Uh, well, I do maybe because I'm a bit of a nat. No, I'm not a Nazi. Yeah, basically like scarves, wearing robes. Um, or there's like the Saint Michael angel who has a sword. Is that a fiery sword or something? He's like more the badass one. Um, but I find I find the angels pretty boring, to be fair. Um, apart from the ones I'm going to cover, who are badass. Yeah, I also managed to find some that I thought were quite interesting, but mostly when I was looking into it, I was like, <laughs> you're a bit shy, aren't you, angels? Yeah. Um, but biblically, I don't know, because I haven't really studied the Bible, but the, the Bible, the part in the Bible that intrigues me is the Book of Enoch. Again, we'll get to that. Uh, it's mostly associated with like maybe Judaism. There's some angels in Islam, but it's all like you say, part of the Abrahamic religions. Yes. And aren't they? I think the angels are sort of maybe take crossover with Greek mythology in some ways. I don't know, but it mostly originates from Jewish mythology um, in the Old Testament. I mean, there's quite a lot of stuff that, like, when it comes to both angels and demons, that weirdly because obviously the bible is just a collection of middle eastern stories and especially ones that were like jewish Mm. or you know pre-jewish and i think yeah when the christian scholars were putting them together they seem to just kind of remove bits that are to do with demons and angels like the book of enoch Enoch, and go like nah fuck that book of enoch is actually like my favorite uh part of the bible if anything it's the most interesting stories in there and wild stories in that book <laughs> and you know seems cool like, there's a part of you know where he finds like some angels i don't know why you know he ended up did he get taken into heaven in a spaceship or something <laughs> uh, he was <laughs> there's rumors that he was he was actually seeing ufos he was he was taken up wasn't he in a, really in a simulated <laughs> like jesus so yeah that like basically he was risen up in his actual form into oh heaven. he's the only one that hasn't actually died but he's then he became an angel i said okay. that, so that was a fact but like yeah when, after he was fully bodily assimilated so yeah taken into heaven without being dead he then was made into an angel oh okay well he, he there was a, a story that i read about him in the book of enoch where there was like classes of angels and there were some angels that were like scum basically to god <laughs> basically the lower classes and they seemed awfully unhappy so enoch said oh um I wanted to pray for them and cheer them up, sing them a song, but then I realised that I'm, I probably shouldn't do that because they're above me spiritually and they'd probably be disrespectful to to do that. But then he turned around and went, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to do it anyway and cheer them up. <laughs> Which I thought was jolly nice of him. Most of what I've found interesting as well is also, 
either taken from the Book of Enoch or like related to other things that are in the Book of Enoch. I feel like right. it's, yeah, it's the best bit for angels. Yeah. Um, and well, when we were talking, because this is Andy McEwen's topic that he wanted us to cover more in depth. Um, and it, we were talking about the actual biblical depiction of angels. And what are angels? They're just messengers of God, aren't they? They're, they're God's lackeys, for a better word, or entourage? I don't know. It's a weird one because I think, like, originally when the biblical stories were written, they were like other gods or demigods. And then. Oh when they decided that there was only one god above all other gods, it then becomes a bit kind of weird what angels are. Because it's like, God made humans and humans have are the only beings with free will, but angels seem to be able to make their own decisions and go against God. And uh, that's not really answering your question, but from a theological perspective, I, I don't really know. I feel like if I was a proper Christian theologian who was Christian, I would make up an answer, but I don't think they well, really know either. for example... Um, one of the first sort of mentions of angels in the Bible was when the an angel appeared before Moses as a fiery bush. Yep. And but didn't actually say anything, oh, but it, it appeared in the form of a fiery bush, as in like a person say saying like, "Behold, the king is coming," or something like a messenger to an, like an announcer at a ball or something, and then. The, the angel with the voice of the bush wasn't angel the voice of the bush was actually god or yahweh which means lord but again everything links back to the book of enoch so when enoch becomes an angel mm. he stops being enoch and becomes the metatron oh but, from dogma from dogma but as in the metatron it? is thought to be the burning bush because of its appearance and because it's able to project the voice of God, which is the ability of the Metatron. But that makes no sense because obviously Enoch is a descendant of Moses. Right. Okay. That Unless angels sense. exist outside of time. Possibly. Yeah. So then Enoch <laughs> a descendant of Moses who didn't die, went to heaven, became an angel his job as an angel was to be God's voice box, effectively. And then he went back in time <laughs> as his own great granddad to I mean, tell yeah, him that yeah. God was going to send some plagues and stuff. It's all very sci-fi, isn't it? Uh, with the Book of Enoch, with the whole giants and UFOs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I find it really, really Did cool. You... What? read anything i mean there's not that much more for me to say i feel like that's basically the story of enoch becoming an angel but did you read the description of enoch when he becomes an angel anywhere no please tell me just because i feel like andy and well, any of the listeners who want a weird bit well, like what did that. it look i imagine enoch looked like a like a wee old man with robes and a beard basically yeah he was like a wee old middle eastern guy yeah so Real Middle Eastern guy, never died, then was fully bodily assimilated into heaven. And then when he got there, his, got a quote for you here, flesh, so God turned his flesh to flame. That sounds horrific. His veins to fire. (laughs) His eyelashes to flashes of lightning. And his eyeballs became flaming torches that projected light out (laughs) into the universe. Rad. So I feel like that's quite a cool description. Also so slightly terrifying. Mm, um, 
yeah. I mean, are are all angels just horrifying looking things? They're not like the sweet, um, feathery winged beings that people think they are. They're not all horrifying though. So although this is not what this is not the homework that Andy set is, but. <laughs> Did you read about the Watchers in the book of Enoch? Yeah, I mean, I was going to talk about the Watchers. I find them really fascinating because it made me think that Nicolas Cage film, what was that called, with Meg Ryan? City of Angels? Yeah. Were they not Watchers? They were Watchers. And Right, so the Watchers in the book of Enoch, decided, they were about, like, you know, peeping Toms. They, they beheld the, the fucking hottest fuck women on Earth. Maybe some men, who knows. And they... Uh, decided I want a piece of that ass like Nicolas Cage's character wanted a piece of Meg Ryan's ass but what they didn't do in the movie well I suppose she didn't have enough time to procreate is that when they banged the women of earth or the daughters of men as they called them they were the sons of God and they were the daughters of men they went down and banged then their offspring became giants they didn't just go down and bang though they did go oh. down and like you know date and marry and stuff <laughs> and gave them knowledge as yeah. well. I feel like they were like good well yeah, it's not like they went down and just said hi bitch like, age ender you know. so not lads or lassies but they were good mm. But and again it makes me think of alien human hybrids so makes me, <laughs> I'm starting to get down the conspiracy theory end here but is it all a metaphor for alien life coming down to earth in their spaceships they took Enoch away and in return, they put some of their own on Earth and had sexual relations with the humans and then created a new species. I mean, possibly. <laughs> it would make sense as well if they were like alien but then, beings, but from different worlds, because that was what I thought was interesting about the Watchers, because some of them have crazy freaky appearances, but most of oh. them just look like hot guys. Right. So what are the ones with the freaky appearances then? Uh, so, did you read about Azazel? Azazel's one of the main topics that I was going to cover, yeah. Oh, Azazel. Azazel is fascinating. It's like, also one of the main topics. He's considered that I was a cover fallen so angel. Chat about well, let's just chat about Azazel. Because obviously Azazel was a watcher, even though, which again I think is interesting because when you look at the description of Azazel, but then the Watchers, for the most part, are described as, like, Bartleby from Dogba, also a Watcher, so it is just, like, a generic hot guy with wings. So Azazel is not a generic hot guy with wings. But Azazel takes many forms, so Azazel's also considered the the, the serpent that tempted Eve, and it which I find interesting as well, though, because I like that basically any of the angels that disagreed with God is at some point described as the serpent that tempted Eve. Because, right. like, Azazel is the serpent that tempted Eve, Lucifer, Morning Stars, the serpent that tempted Eve, Samael's the serpent that tempted Eve. Like, well, all at it. Azazel is, Azazel is described um, in a list of fallen angels named. Uh, his name means God strengthens, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. This is quite an interesting name for, it's quite a powerful angel, if anything, God strengthens him. And then I thought, well, David got me into Azazel because he brought him up. And there, he comes up quite a lot in the Bible. Uh, he appears in association with the scapegoat, right? 
The name represents a desolate place where a scapegoat bearing the sins of the Jews during Yom Kippur was sent during the end of the Second Temple period as association as a fallen angel responsible for introducing humans to forbidden knowledge emerged due to Hellenization. Now, the Hellenization thing I find interesting because he is also associated with the Greek god Prometheus because of the same sort of thing like he came from the heavens from the gods to provide knowledge of weapons and eyeshadow <laughs> yes you know i like that bit he taught women how to do eye makeup so but the the, the thing is like what the theory is well what david's theory is is that uh, there's a passage right in this wikipedia article there's a passage here that says uh, where is it? Somewhere around here. No, that's the God thing, right? Where's the Prometheus stuff? Uh, no, nah, that's the Daughters of Men thing. So he's involved in that as well. Yeah, just keep talking because I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find this. I'm gonna jump back to the scapegoating thing where you oh, do I that. Found it, oh, okay. well, found it. Well, then I'm not. As, as <laughs> and one Enoch has been compared to the Greek Titan Prometheus. He might be a demonized counterpart of a heavenly creature who provided knowledge for people to make weapons, thus causing bloodshed and injustice. The latter might be identified with Greek kings and generals who suppressed the Jews with military forces, but learned how to make their weapons by this specific expelled creature. So what David said to me, which made me laugh, is that he thinks that Azazel went to the Jews and said, here, you can either have all these awesome weapons, or you can have some lovely eyeshadow. <laughs> Jews went, I think we'll take the eyeshadow, but we don't really want the weapons. So he went, all right then, okay. So then he went to the Greeks and said, the, the Jews chose the eyeshadow, but would you like some lovely weapons? <laughs> <laughs> and they went, I go on then, and then used that to oppress the Jews. <laughs> so then the Jews were like, well, fuck he's <laughs> He's obviously a demon, so that's why he's a demon in their Bible. Because he didn't choose the weapons, they chose the eyeshadow. So they but were... I mean, eyeshadow is better than weapons, so surely they should continue <laughs> to appreciate him. I'd rather have eyeshadow than a weapon. Based on the reason he gave them the weapons, to be fair, I'd maybe rather have a weapon than eyeshadow yeah. in that one situation. But generally, eyeshadow is better. Yeah. So if I put eyeshadow on, or is it, is it all about, is the reason why eyeshadow is a bad thing? Is because you're not you're hiding your true form from God or something like vanity or something like that. I don't know why eyeshadow is such a bad thing. But <laughs> even the given them like I, again in the scenario where he offers them the weapons, it's not a bad yeah. thing because they're being attacked by literal monsters. Yeah. And God's not defending them. So, and also, I keep jumping backwards in Azazel's story, right. but because he's one of the watchers that when they're all like, oh, she's fit, oh, he's got a nice arse, I'm going to go ask them out. Yeah. And Azazel's like, oh, I get what you're saying, I fancy him over there, but God's been quite clear, we've not to ask anybody out. So nearly all the other watchers fuck off and do whatever they oh. want. Azazel doesn't, he stays faithful to God. Oh, then... Right. God gets fucked off at him because he likes doing his eyeshadow and he shows some of the women in the village how to do it. Seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Then there's literal monsters attacking the people. 
and God won't step in and help them, even though Azazel begs them. So Azazel gives them weapons to defend themselves, and that's when God casts them out. It's like, as whenever we talk oh. about the Christian God on our, yeah, he's this year, our podcast, like, well, what the fuck's the problem? I mean, on here it says a book of Enoch brings Azazel into connection with the biblical story of the fall of the angels located on Mount Hermon, a gathering place of demons of old. Here, Azazel is one of the leaders of the rebellious watchers. So um, it's a bit different from yours. And the time preceding the flood, he taught men the art of warfare, of making swords, knives, shields and coats of mail and taught women the art of deception. See, there you go. It's just all the deception by ornamenting the body. The body, dyeing the hair. So I'm a worshipper of his. Obviously, he's got to me because I fucking dye my hair every other week. And painting the face and the eyebrows. So he's like kind of the god of the drag queens, really. And also revealed to the people the secrets of witchcraft and corrupted their manners, leading them into wickedness and impurity until at last he was at Yahweh's command, bound hand and foot by the archangel Raphael and chained to the rough and jagged rocks of the Ha, uh, where he is to abide in utter darkness until the great day of judgment when he will be cast into the fire to be consumed forever i mean a bit fucking harsh it's a, again also, it's a bit like prometheus because he was chained to a rock and condemned to be yes yeah and it, it is harsh also <laughs> it is still the same story because actually that is just the end of the story so he's not he doesn't lead the initial rebellion so there's all mm. of the watchers who completely ignore all the god rules fuck off and are like don't care and then it's only much, much later that he rebels along with the remaining Watchers because they want to help the humans to yeah. not be killed by monsters. And God's <laughs> like, for your punishment for saving my creations that I couldn't be arsed to help is yeah. to be tied to a rock. And, and then what does God watchers. do? He decides to flood the world because he wants to kill off all the beautiful creations that the Watchers and humans made together. That's what the flood was all about. Yeah, it was to wipe out. See, the, I I didn't know that until recently. I thought it was just because God just fucking couldn't be arsed with. He wanted a clean slate and he wanted to just. Well, I suppose it's the same thing, isn't it? It went it went a bit out of hand. It's not. He's not what how he envisioned his creation to go. So he's decided to flood them all, like scrap them all, like off the whiteboard and and start again. But it was mainly because the Watchers banged all these chicks and had giant babies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and God Which isn't very pro life. One very pro life. All life is sacred except for your baby. I don't like your baby. <laughs> your baby's too big. If your baby's got a massive head, it's gonna get drowned by God. Oh god, that's dark. <laughs> I mean even, again it's like don't have babies. Oh you had a baby, I'm going to drown you and your baby. Also you follow the <laughs> rules to not have babies and try to protect the babies, so I'm gonna kill you too. Like just Fuck everyone. I'm God. Can we look back to the scapegoat thing? Yeah, go on. Because I find that really weird as well. So God's cast Azazel out. God hates Azazel. But God leaves Azazel on earth, releases him into the wilderness at the end of his torture. And then part of God's own rules is that during this celebration, you provide a good goat to God. And then you put all your sins into a scapegoat and then send it out for Azazel. Like... Why is he giving him gifts when he hates him? <laughs> he's very um, it's very hard like to pin that he's, it's just he's like one of those guys. It's like one of those people you date that 
you think they're all right for a while and then they dump you and then they come crawling back or trying to get in slide into your dms offering you gifts and stuff and you're just like well nah go away that's exactly <laughs> what i was the... thinking like yeah so <laughs> all of the watchers are all really really hot to individual humans right except for the zazel who in his true form looks really freaky but maybe that's god's like ideal man so Azazel's this like femme queen that god's in love with he doesn't do exactly what god tells him god's a coercive abuser so god ties him to a rock and leaves him there to die and then yes, yeah, crawling back to him going like you know you still like me by sending him a goat to eat every couple of weeks <laughs> slash year full of delicious sins mm. yum like fuck you god totally out of order casa diga ibawai as they would say in the Book of Mormon, which means <laughs> Ugandan for fuck you, God. Casadika <laughs> Ibaway. Did you find <laughs> the description of um, Azazel in his truest form? No, I don't think so. Because he sounds sexy. So right, please do tell me. In his truest form... The, at this point, demon now, he's, he's been described as a demon mm-hmm. by the Christians because he didn't do exactly what God said and tried to help people instead. Mm. The demon Azazel has seven heads, but 14 faces. Mm. Doesn't specify if he's got two faces on each head or what the... F- <laughs> 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 he's got seven heads with 14 faces. He has hands and feet like a Lot normal man. Mm. Okay. But he also has 12 wings coming out of his spine. He can mm. detach his jaw and is able to swallow a man whole. Quite right. the talent. Like but Mr. Slave. Okay. Just like Mr. Slave, but less good at the old blowjobs because he has a tongue made entirely from fire. Ah, uh, well, I mean, that might be literally hot. It might <laughs> sure. be nice. Sometimes, you know, if you have a wee sip of tea and then blow someone and then change it about with some ice, cold water can be really nice the contrast uh, <laughs> maybe he's got a nice tongue as well because i suppose it says and he has a tongue made out mm. of fire but he's got 14 faces so yeah, maybe he has got, variety of tongues. well like i said that's a lot of mouths so yeah. maybe they have different talent like different uses maybe one can detach its jaw one has a fire tongue one has an ice tongue one has yeah, a tongue with marshmallows mm. like yeah sounds great well he's also in islam as well as hazel he, peer, he appears in relation to the story of Harut and Marut, a pair of angels mentioned in the Quran. Although not explained by the Quran itself, Muslim exegates such as Al-Kalbi and Al-Talibi, I, I apologise to any Muslims out there if I'm pronouncing this wrong, usually link this one, we need Jasmine, usually link the reason of their abode to a narration related to the Watchers known from Free Enoch. Just as in Free Enoch, angels complained about humans iniquity what's that mean that they were basically left to fend for themselves the angels weren't happy whereupon god offered to test that the angels might choose three among them to descend to earth endowed with bodily desires <laughs> and proved that they would do better than humans under the same what does endowed with bodily desires mean I like don't know. one of them had a big thick cock one of them had <laughs> nice titties, and one of them had an arse you could ricochet a pound coin off <laughs> And they had to prove that they would do better than humans under the same conditions. <laughs> it's a sexy contest. 
accordingly, they chose Aza, Azia, and Azazel. Um, Azazel. However, Azazel repented his decision, and God allowed him to turn back to heaven. So I guess that's kind of where you're saying about him earlier, throw back to earlier, um, that he was the leader of the Watchers, and he wasn't too happy about them going down to earth and banging the women initially. So in the Quran, that's that's an actual story. And it says the other two angels failed the test and their names were changed to Haru and Maru and they ended up on Earth introducing men to illicit magic. Wow. <laughs> wonder what illicit magic means. Sex magic. Yes. Sexy sex magic. In the Dead Sea Scrolls, the name Azazel occurs in line 6 of Q, 4Q203, the Book of Giants, which is part of the Enoch uh, literature found at Qumran. Um, no evidence has surfaced of Azazel as a demon or god prior to the earliest Jewish sources among the Dead Sea Scrolls. So, hmm. Book of Enoch brings Azazel into connection with the biblical story of the fall of the angels, which oh, we've covered with the I've covered that already with the Watchers. Um, hmm. According to the Book of Enoch, Azazel was one of the chief Gregori. Do you know what the Gregori are? Are they like? They're the group of fallen angels who married women. Who married women? Mm-hmm. Many believe oh, that. That's not what I thought they were at all. Without any mention of Azazel, is told in the book of Genesis. And it came to pass that the sons of God saw the daughters of men. That's the one I remember. That they were fair. Imagine reading this out in primary school. Do you remember we had to read out Bible verses? Yeah. And you know what it meant. Imagine, right. Oh, here comes Leslie, aged six. No, wait, eight. To read us a Bible verse. And it came to pass that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives, all of which they chose. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thanks very much, Leslie. That's great. <laughs> These sons of gods have often been fought fallen angels and are sometimes equated with the Nephilim. Right. More the Nephilim. So Do the you... Nephilim are, again, <laughs> have to go fairly broad. The Nephilim are the descendants of humans and watchers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, oh, but... so they're the giants. Well, yeah, but they're they're basically they're anything sounds like, <laughs> but they're anything. They're like demigods from other faiths that people right. in like Abrahamic faiths have heard about. They're monsters from other faiths that people in Abrahamic faiths have heard about. They're demons. They're giants. They're see the big rock monsters that help the people in uh, the Noah film. No, I, I never watched that. Oh my uh, god, you should. It's like so weird. Mon- there's rock monsters. <laughs> yes, we have Nephilim in the film in Noah. And Aww. one of the complaints about it was like a lot of Christians that were protesting the film because were basically saying that they thought it was, they didn't agree with the depiction of angels. But actually, it wasn't the depiction of angels, it was the depiction of Nephilim. And the Nephilim were oh. big rock monsters, which are one of the Nephilim is, or some of the Nephilim are rock monsters, some of the Nephilim are giants. I'm sure you would have seen this when you were looking through because you did mention the giants. The the biggest giant. Do you know how big he was? No. Because I like this as well for, again, if we're looking at weird body horror creatures. <laughs> so one of the Nephilim born of a human mother 
was so huge that she almost died delivering him. And he grew to be 4,000 feet tall by the time he was an adult man. That's like in the space. Isn't it? Oh, no, not really. Wait, how far, how, how high in the sky is a, an aeroplane go? 3,000 feet? Yeah. Think about how tall <laughs> He could literally say hello to you in the plane and maybe pick you up and fly you, like, just take you there himself. Right, okay. Wow, that's a, that's really tall. I mean, you know what I'm like about tall things? That that would I would die of fright. I mean, surely that's so tall that like it's not scary yeah, anymore. Terrifying. It's just like it's just. <laughs> imagine you had a four thousand foot tall son. Oh God. Imagine you had two kids and one of them was four thousand foot tall and the <laughs> other one was a rolling bunch of rocks piled one on top of the other. Wow. So was he in the the film that you're talking about, Moses' film? Not Moses. No, film, uh, the four thousand foot tall. Right. But with the appearance of a man, Nephilim is not in the uh, oh. Noah film, but the rock monsters are. So they're like, I mean, that's it's like basically sentient piles of rocks. So they're just big boulders that roll around on top of each other, but they can like communicate and think. Okay. There's also um. There's also a story about um, Azazel that I found really funny um, about uh, concerns Abraham and uh, the apocalypse of Abraham text in first CE. I don't know what CE stands for. Azazel appears as a sort of manky bird who came down upon the sacrifice, which a Abraham. Bird. Yeah, a manky bird. Like, totally mock it, fucking manky thing. <laughs> <laughs> but Abraham was up in some sort of mountain, right, preparing his sacrifice, and Azazel, in the form of a manky bird, came down upon him and went, Here, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing here in the Holy Heights? There's no food, there's no drink. Why are you here? He's basically saying, what, what doing? And uh, <laughs> God was offended by um, him. It came to pass when Abraham said, it came to pass when I saw the manky bird speaking, I said to the angel, what is this, my Lord? And he said, this is a disgrace. This is Azazel. So he's calling Abraham a disgrace because... Or oh, no, wait a minute. Is that God saying that he's in disgrace because he's a fucking manky bird? Again, is it just God being a bitchy ex? Like, the <laughs> of club and Abraham's like, Pure, who's this guy that keeps trying to come over to talk to us? And God's like, do you know who he is? He's a disgrace. You're a disgrace, Azazel. Get away from our table. <laughs> yeah, he goes, shame pathetic. on you, Azazel. Abraham's portion is in heaven and yours is on earth. For you have selected here and become enamoured of the dwelling place of your blemish. Therefore, the eternal ruler, the mighty one, has given you a dwelling on earth. Though you are the all evil spirit, uh, and through you come wrath and trials on the generations of men who live in piously. So, my shadow. yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know, they do say that the Abrahamic God is very jealous, and it's almost as like he's brought in Abraham as his new boyfriend to provoke Azazel, who then, like, went, What the fuck are you doing here? You don't belong here. And God then don't call them a fucking disgrace because he looked like a manky bird. Yeah, actually, like, we're <laughs> actually in their flat. God, <laughs> he's going to work and he's come home and Abraham's lying naked on his floor and he's like, uh, "Why the fuck are you in my living room?" And God yeah. just flushes out the kitchen and he's like, "You're ignore him. He's disgraceful." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
The text also associates Azazel with the serpent in hell. In chapter 23, verse 7, it's described as having seven heads, 14 faces. Oh, there you go then. Hands and feet like a man's. And on his back, six wings on the right and six on the left. So he's sort of like um, Samuel, the seducer there. Yeah, he's got Samuelness about him. Abraham says that the wicked will putrefy in the belly of the crafty worm Azazel. Fuck you, Abraham, just because you... And be burned in the fire of Azazel's tongue. Ooh. He too many poppers and he's like, yeah, God, <laughs> everyone putrefies in his belly. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Earlier he says to Azazel himself, may you be the firebrand of the furnace of the earth. Go, Azazel, into the untrodden parts of the earth for your heritage is over those who are with you. That's why he lives out in the desert. Because God's yeah. in the untrodden parts of the earth because he's a petty bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, see, I was going to, this is where I was going to do a deep dive because I, I thought it was more interesting to oh fuck, to look at the fallen angels because um, it's more metal uh, <laughs> than the boring old. Well, who are the four good angels? Court, well, the, the kiss is basically Michael, Raphael. Um, I don't know who the rest are. I'm guessing Metatron, who is Enoch. Metatron. But Enoch seemed all right. Like he he seemed to have sympathy for the fallen angels. Well, I mean, it's very like easy not up. to be a kiss ass because again, Azazel did everything <sighs> God asked, but tried to protect people, so <laughs> God cast them out. All right. Um. So I don't know if you got anything else, like besides the fallen angels. Nephilim. Okay. Yeah. So the Gilgamesh, considered by some Christians to be a Nephilim. Isn't he a Babylonian king? He is a Babylonian king. Considered hmm. by there's a bit of a weirdness as well with like the whole like what they consider to be a Nephilim, because again it just seems to swing from like demigod hero to monster. So they've got Gilgamesh. <laughs> Hercules considered to be a Nephilim. Right, again, it's taking Greek gods and turning them into monsters. Because yeah, so the their idea was that, like, Hellenistic. Zeus uh-huh. isn't really a god. He just claimed to be a god because he's a watcher and he was cast out by god and that's why he was obsessed with fucking women. And so one of his kids was Hercules, which would have you, have you seen For Love and Thunder yet? Yes. I like how they depicted Zeus as a complete fucker, yes. arsehole dickhead, which is long <laughs> A slightly drunk bisexual mess. Yeah, he's a fucking arsehole. <laughs> and then at the very end, like spoilers, um, he sends. I think it looks like he's going to send Hercules to and get Hercules is Yeah. Is he? I can't remember what he looked like. Oh my god! <laughs> I nearly fell down, and I was already sitting. <laughs> right, so Hercules is considered a Nephilim. Right, so anyone that's a demigod then is a Nephilim. Yeah, Medusa, right. she's a Nephilim. Okay. The Minotaur is a Nephilim. Cyclops mm. is a Nephilim. Yeah. Um, I'm now just making a boring list. But mm. uh, one of the ones that I came across that I'd never heard of before that I enjoyed was um, Humbaba. Humbaba. <laughs> so Humbaba is one of the Nephilim. Humbaba. Yeah. So Humbaba, uh, after he was born of a human woman, uh, decides that he loves the forest and the animals of the forest so he goes to live in the woodlands he has a really close relationship with the animals and he likes to protect them 
So he tries to keep humans out of the forest and stop them causing any damage. He has the legs of a vulture, the paws of a lion, Mm. the body of an alligator. That's quite a mix. He's covered in, like, basically all of his skin has, um, like, thorns, like, um, hedge thicket thorns coming out of him. Uh-huh. He has the horns of a bull. It's basically all the animals mashed together. Instead of a tail, he has a biting serpent. And instead of a penis, he has a coiling serpent. Mmm, prehensile. <laughs> <laughs> like a whale? And... His head is a single coiling line of entrails piled one on top of the other that if you look directly into, you you immediately see all of the future and fall to madness. Wow. So he's pretty great. <laughs> big man. I've got a big I just like that his way. head is like a continuous coil of entrails. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these are... Wait, what was his name again? Baba something? Uh, Humbaba. Oh, Humbaba. I wonder if he's on this list I've got. No, I can't see him. Like, it's all under alphabetical order, a list of um, fallen angels. Um, some of them are... He's an Ephilim, so he's the son oh, he's of an a Ephilim. fallen angel. Right, okay. So, there's quite a... F- there's Astaroth. Now, I remember that Astaroth... It was in Bednods and Broomsticks. <laughs> Remember the Star of Astaroth? They were trying to get that yes. so that they could bring things to life. Well, Astaroth is a fallen angel who is a grand duke in hell. So really, the the character from Bednods and Broomsticks was working from the grant for the grand duke of hell to fight the Nazis. <laughs> I mean, that makes the film even better than it, it already was. It was already pretty good. <laughs> pretty good i loved the bit at the end when they get all the the battles and stuff like from the museum all the armor and all that shit to fight that's fucking awesome there's amy we mentioned her before because we've covered her when did we talk about she's a a fine independent woman she's the name of a fallen angel who is a president in hell apparently there's several presidents in hell i do remember talking about president amy before but i can't remember why I think she had like a, she commanded a lot of like armies of demons or something, maybe. Or no, was she not a like, she had an office or something? <laughs> I can't remember when we were talking about that. Like she ran, she was like the head of HR or something. Yes. <laughs> There's um, Balbareth, a fallen angel who's the grand pontiff in hell. So I guess that's like the anti pope, the mm-hmm. equivalent of the pope in hell. That's an exciting job. Uh, there's a pale horse riding fallen angel called Baffin. And there's one who I don't has, know like, why, but I immediately imagined he's really fit and I'm into him. I bet he is. Uh, yeah. Boon, fallen angel, appears as a dragon with three heads. There's Dantanian. Now, he sounds sexy. A fallen angel really appears does. as a man with many faces. Okay. Many sexy faces. <laughs> Elegor, fallen angel who appears as a good knight with Lance. I mean, why are these considered evil? Like, I just, they sound really cool. <laughs> appears as a good knight. A good knight with a <laughs> Lance. Appears as a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. 
uh, Furcus, fallen angel who appears as a cruel man with a long beard. I mean, we've come across many of them. We hear, oh, there's one that's this, this made me laugh. Glass, uh, I can't really say it, it sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. Glassy Alabalas, like Legolas's cousin, fallen angel who appears as a winged dog. And it just makes me think, what a cute little thing. Like, imagine, like, this little poodle thing with wings just wandering, flying about. <laughs> like a little dog. I imagined one of those uh, Pomeranians, but yeah. with battle wings. <laughs> so sweet. There's one who uh, appears as a stork called Halpus. Lilith is there. She's the one who searches for children to kidnap or kill. But I, I think that's propaganda. I think she probably helps kids from evil people. Um... God, there's such a long list here. Fallen angel who appears as a she-wolf with griffin wings is called Marcosius. Oh, where are they getting? Hmm. Where's the the uh, Farsuth? <laughs> fallen angel of fornication. Yeah, for <laughs> it's a fallen angel of fornication and lust. <laughs> Not uh, a Procell and Pura. They're good ones to maybe conjure because they're the fallen angels who can speak of hidden secret things or forgetfulness in the conjuring of the dead, which is very handy. Um, fall, a Ram, fallen angel, appears as a crow. Now, this is one that, see, they, they, we brought this up before. There's a lot of them that are actually really like teachers, remember? So there's Renobi, yeah. who's a fallen an angel who's a monster who teaches a monster but he also teaches rhetoric and art so i'm like thinking about he's, he's monstrous looking but he has a berry and a easel <laughs> he's like little parrots <laughs> that's evil <laughs> yeah he's not that kind of monster that's not no. fair to the yeah that's the not an angel <laughs> the nice kind of monster not the bad kind of monster there's Valak, a fallen angel who appears as a small boy with wings on a dragon. That's fucking brilliant. Is Valak not the demon in the nun? Yeah, I think it sounds similar to that, but it's not quite there. It does begin with a V. Look it up. I don't know. I'm just going to Google it while you okay. tell us. There's Vipar, angel who appears as a mermaid. Um, oh. Vine, angel, and appears as a lion sitting on a black horse. That's badass. And right, this one's like the last one on this list. Zapar, an angel who makes women love men. <laughs> I guess if you've got like a lesbian daughter, you call on Zapar, who will make them love men. <laughs> That's the um, conversion therapy uh, demon. So was it Vol? Vol- what was it? Vorlich? Vol- no. No. What is Valak? Valak is this. It's Valak demon in the nun which is confusing because Hold if he on. appears as a small boy what's he appearing as a nun Valak yeah appears as a small boy with wings on a dragon isn't that a peach dragon it's peach dragon is Valak <laughs> Valak is me... peach dragon <laughs> which brings me to a conspiracy theory about Disney I know this is maybe going a bit off topic but when we were looking and me and David were looking into like fallen angels and as we ah oh, my microphone keeps falling must be a demon <laughs> <laughs> we were looking into like Alistair Crowley and there's the dictionnaire Inferno which is that's different but there's also a, the Ars Goeta 
which is you know how Alistair Crowley uh, bought the Bolskeen house in Loch Lomond mm-hmm. and he was there to conjure up 72 demons um, I don't know what no because he wanted to take their power for himself but it took far too fucking long he couldn't be arsed anymore so he just left <laughs> he didn't finish the ritual so then came along uh, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin who then tried to finish it but again couldn't be arsed finishing it either and left the house until it burnt down so according to that there's loads of demons let loose somewhere near Bolskin house but the whole point of it was that uh, in this ritual is that there's loads of different symbols and they look like logos and the, the conspiracy theory is that the the power the power of these symbols is to like manifest itself inside someone or inside people's minds so that eventually it takes over and becomes more powerful in a way that you, it, it it controls people's thoughts in the outside world which then they said turned into things like like there's maybe these corporations that were involved with Alistair Crowley and stuff like that that then evolved into like logos so if you think of like the golden arches of McDonald's the power of the demons manifest to make you want to if you see that symbol makes you want to go get a burger that's like a <laughs> or Disneyland is like one of them because um yeah, basically Mickey Mouse, symbol of the Mickey ears, um, is like the power of the demon. To that's how they're making. That's how Disney are making all this fucking money. It's because it's all the power of these like demons <laughs> that have been conjured up into that logo that makes that you makes want sense. to. Ma- it's like well, they do say that Disney is the most magical place on earth. Hence why. <laughs> It's, it's making all this money because it's based on demonic magic. No. Do you think that then, um, based on what well, we decided about Azazel, that he has helped RuPaul build her empire and that's why there's so much like drag content at the moment? Possibly, yeah. I mean, technically. I'll take a picture of all the... like. You could Technically, you could get all these symbols tattooed on your body to... <laughs> to get maximum power from these demons, I suppose. Like some of them are pretty cool. Like I might actually take one of them and use them for our logo for for our podcast, and maybe that will invoke uh, some magic. Like there you go. Symbols. You can zoom in on them, I think. Um, but that's the seventy-two, and they're all like the all the symbols represent different uh, demons. Oh. Marax, Morax, Ipos, Marbus, Val for Amon. Became iPod. Amy's in there. Fifth number fifty-eight. Amy. Amy's got a cool sigil. See, like a lot of them look like logos. Oh, I found my favourite one because it looks which like one? a cartoon cow, but I can't read his name <laughs> underneath. Is it Ronovi? Maybe it's number second 47? bottom line, third from oh. the left. Oh, is that a sim? Simages or a uh, Kimaris next Hello. to Andrea. I can't. I like properly can't read any of their names, but <laughs> it just it looks like a little cow. 
Well, what if you want to look at them, just look up on Google lists of list of demons and the R's A R S Gotia, G O E T I A. Okay. And basically, um, the demons' names are taken from the R's Goetia, with differs in terms of number and ranking from I cannot pronounce any. The pseudo demonica demonium of Johann Weir as a result of multiple translations there are multiple spellings for some of the names explained in more detail in the articles concerning them. The soul demon which appears but not in art is proofless or something. Baal is the head of the infernal powers. He's also the first demon listed. Um, It's the first king of hell with estates in the east. He's three heads, a toad, a man and a cat. He also speaks in a raucous but well-formed voice and commands 66 legions. Baal teaches the art of invisibility and maybe the equivalent of Baal or Baal's above one of the seven princes of hell. There's some really cool pictures as well. Demetrius is my favourite. There's a guy riding a bear who's like a, basically a naked man with the head of a lion blown on a trumpet. Fun. And there's a pregnant elephant. And there's... Oh, Baal. I'll, t- I'll show you a picture of Baal. So it's a frog what looks like Vladimir Putin wearing a crown and a cat on the body with the body of a tarantula. Imagine summoning that shit. (laughs) Here you go. I'll I'll send it to you. It's a bit blurry, but you can see, you can see what I mean there. I'm really enjoying all these symbols. I feel like I'm doing an inkblot test. I know. (laughs) It would be quite cool to get them. But those are all the symbols that he was trying to manifest in Bolskine House. He had to physically i think metaphysically draw them on the ground or something i think that's what he was trying to do is the demon you've just sent me <laughs> king charles it does look like him as well like really <laughs> like him yeah, a bit, oh there's a few more pictures oh there's him um, remember we looked at him the 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 owl-headed guy was that not a drag no, he was a snake. I don't know. There was a guy with the head of an owl um, riding a wolf. Let's see. The Alistair Crowley connection. Alistair Crowley. The logo conspiracy. Also like Orobus, which is the one that kind of looks like a jellyfish. Hmm. Right. Um... Oh, I don't know, maybe it doesn't tell you much about it. I don't know how, how David got that information. Uh, <laughs> Alistair Crowley being promoted in WWE. <laughs> I thought you were just saying he'd been given a promotion at WWE. Like, well, apparently he's now one of their premiership wrestlers. I don't know. Um, Illuminati, what they say? these are just nuts on the internet. Like, uh, someone's saying they released a book called The Star Wars Conspiracy, Hidden Occult and Illuminati Symbolism of Aliens in the New Age. <laughs> right. Something about Joseph Smith as well is involved in the Illuminati. I mean, you could pretty much say anyone's involved in the Illuminati. Yeah. <sighs> That's just insane. Sally Jesse Raphael's in the Illuminati, but she's probably not. Sally Jesse Raphael does sound like a a demonic name. <laughs> Say it three mm. times in summoner. 
But then there's a poem by Alistair Crowley called Logos. Is that? Really you're going to say called Sally Jesse Raphael, which would make no sense. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a poem by Alistair Crowley called Logos. So perhaps that's tied into the whole like conspiracy about the power of logos and the power of symbolism based on these demons that he was trying to conjure. That's maybe something we can cover in another podcast. So yeah, I would really go down like that road. Look at this in more detail. It's very mm. interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's so much information on all these these symbols, like the presidents of hell, Labalos. Where's Amy then? Is Amy not Amy? Be, yeah, Amy. She is the 58th spirit, a president of hell, and according to Johan, wears a pseudomonica demonium. Amy is a great president, an appearance in a flame of fire, but having taken man's shape, he make of one marvellous in astrology and in all the liberal sciences. He procureth excellent familiars, he bewareth treasures preserved by spirits, he hath the government of 36 legions, he is a party of the Order of Angels, um, party of um, potestats, I don't know what that is. He hopeth after 1,200 years to return to the seventh throne, which is not credible. <laughs> So it's basically Amy as a woman masquerading as a man. Well, you have to do what you have to do to get ahead in business. That's true. I mean, they do say that, you know, women try to be more like men in business to get ahead and be more aggressive and stuff, which I don't think is necessary, really. Yeah. No. So, yeah, but, I mean, angels, we've just sort of gone into segue into, like, Demons again. Demons <laughs> we sort of went away off are topic. the better angels. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, how many angels have fallen compared to the ones that have stayed in heaven? They seem a bit boring, to be honest with you. I mean, like at least the fallen angels actually have some purpose. That you know, they want to educate you and give you some eyeshadow give you some weapons like it seems like they're actually servants of the earth rather than heaven what do you think yeah, of that like everything they're doing is actually useful to humanity or the earth even um what's his name i want to call him humbaba but there's king president zagan who makes men witty he can also turn wine into water and water into wine and blood into wine <laughs> so and blood into wine yeah Fun. Others' powers is that of turning metals into coins that are made with that metal. Gold into a gold coin, copper into a copper coin. Uh, Zagan is depicted as a griffin wing bull that turns into a man after a while. <laughs> after a while? After a while. <laughs> <He gets bored. laughs> yeah, I definitely recommend people read this uh, list of demons in the Ars Goetia and all of their symbols. They're, 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 they're separated into uh, kings, dukes, princes, Marquises, or is it Marquis, Earls, Knights, and Presidents. So Presidents are the lowest rung, and then Kings are at the top. Hello. And there's a Valk, 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 the the nun is in this as well. It's probably right at the end. Um. Get around Valk the nun. But really, again, that makes even less sense now because I'm like, well, all the demons in Nephilim that we've looked at that are 
you know, children of or fallen angels are actually all sound. They're just trying to do things to like look after the world yeah. and God's going like, that's not the way I want it done. And then throwing a teacup at them. Yeah. Well, Valak is one of the presidents of hell. Um, great, He's a mighty great president. He's got 30 legions of demons under his command. Valak is said to give true answers about hidden treasures. He reveals where serpents can be seen. And delivers them harmless to the magicians. So is that how the magicians pull like rabbits out of hats? I like he delivers them harmless because when you said he points out where uh, serpents can be seen, I was going to say, yeah. I bet he does it in a nice way where he's like, there's just a wee snake over here, by the way, instead of like, go back. <laughs> yeah. like no, no, he's oh, literally sorry. just picking them up and going like, look, I found a snake. And yeah, so like, watch out, you might get poisoned. If you go near a poisoned snake, Valak will go, oi, get away from there. And he appears as a small poor boy with angel wings rising on a two-headed dragon. That is metal as fuck. I love it. <laughs> Why was that not in the movie? The nun? Yeah, that would be much better. <laughs> if she just split open and a wee boy riding a two-headed dragon came out over and was like, wee! <laughs> that should have been the end of the movie. I think there's loads of different presidents of hell as well. There's um, Count Presidents Botus or Otis. He is he commands sixty legions of demons. He tells of all things past and future and reconciles friends and foes. These are nice things. He's depicted yeah. as an ugly viper, but when he changes shape, he puts himself in human shape with big teeth and two horns. When in human shape, he carries a sharp and bright sword in his hand. <laughs> I would probably conjure a lot of these people. There's a lot. Of loads. Um. Hmm. Again, no one you've covered so far that you could conjure seems like a bad idea to conjure. Yeah, definitely. I like them. Uh, well, let's have a look at the Marcus Marquis. Uh, there's Amon. Uh, he's a Marcus of Hell who governs 40 infernal legions. He appears as a wolf with serpent's tail who can breathe fire, or as a man with a raven's head. That sounds hot. Sometimes depicted with canine teeth. He tells of all things past and future. He procures feuds and reconciles controversies between friends and foes. So he's like, he's bringing people together who were enemies. I don't see what's wrong with that. No. I mean, (laughs) is there anything that anybody could argue is wrong with that? No. Except God. Yeah, it's like God doesn't want anyone to have any fun whatsoever. Um, Val- Vapula, a powerful great duke of hell that commands 46 legions of demons. He teaches philosophy, mechanics and sciences. I'm just looking up the one with the um, cow symbol. The cow symbol. Oh, right. Well, where is that? That's numbered because it's all numbered. The measured so, is the mark is one of the mark. I can't see that mark. Oh, shit, wait a uh, for fuck's sake. Stop. Whatever demon. He is Stop. also, it's not supposed to be a cow, it's supposed to be a horse. He is a godly warrior who rides a black horse and possesses the ability of locating any lost or hidden treasure. He's good at teaching grammar, logic, and rhetoric. That sounds like you. That does, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> why is the symbol that I was most drawn to my like demonic counterpart? Oh, there he it works. Philosophy. He likes horses. He's you good at finding things. Definitely, next time you're in class, just um, draw a signal on your whiteboard or something. 
he likes a man in his own likeness. There you go. What's that? Number 66? He likes to call, uh, cross it? rivers and seas. So he basically, he likes going on holiday. Yeah, he does. Uh, mm. Hold on, I need to go back into it because I've lost my... What's his name? Uh, Kamejes. Right, okay. So, what is he? A duke? King? President? I'm not sure. A marquis. Oh, he's a marquis, right, okay. Right, dukes. I'm just scrolling down to the marquis. Princess? 66, yeah, yeah, 66. Um, what was his name? Um, Gamogen? No. No, Kamejes. Kamejes? I can't see him. Anyway, there they are. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Maybe he's got many names and I just can't see it. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. He's Kamejes, but he's also Kamoyes and Kimaras. Oh, Kimaras, right, okay, yeah. I've got one that I pointed out called Cockabiel, and he uh, is considered the Angel of the Stars, the fourth mentioned of the 20 Watcher leaders of the 200 Fallen Angels in the Book of Enoch. His name is generally translated as Star of God, which is fitting since it's been said that Cockabiel taught constellations to his associates. According to the book of the angel Raciel, Cockabiel is a holy angel. In other uh, lore, however, he's generally considered to be fallen and he commands an army of 365,000 spirits. Is there a a list of the Watcher angels? Um, The book of Daniel, the references to the class of Watcher, holy one. The term is introduced by Nick. It's in the Matrix, the Nick, Nick right. Buchadnezar, who says that he's Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, who I just cannot pronounce these long words, who says that he saw a watcher, a holy one, come down. Uh, he describes how in his dream that the watcher says that Nebuchadnezzar will eat grass and be mad, and that this punishment is by decree of the watchers, the demand by the word of the holy ones. Why? What did he do? The living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men. Uh, after hearing the king's dream, Daniel considers for an hour and then responds, oh yeah, because Daniel, isn't he the one that threw in the lion's den because he could interpret dreams? He's a bit like Joseph. Uh, because the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, and let him be wet with the dew of heaven. Does this make any sense to you? And let mm-hmm. his portion be with the beasts of the field, Till seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation. O king, is the decree of the Most High which has come upon my Lord the King that you shall be driven from among men and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like an ox and you shall be wet with the dew of heaven and seven periods of time shall pass over you till you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. What does that mean? I don't know. Is it like a, a king brought low? Like to be humbled? Do you think? Mm. I don't know what I think. I was going to say maybe, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get what they... Uh, they. <laughs> do you think there's still no watchers about or are they all demons now? I think they must all be demons now because, yeah, they, they all eventually abandoned God. They either abandoned them because they actually abandoned them or 
they broke his silly rules about. Yeah, I mean, everyone will be late Because rules about helping people or giving people makeup. Mm, yeah, giving us technology and shit. Because he, right, so God allows a great flood to rid the earth of the Nephilim. So the poor rock monsters in that film were just trying to help people. He helped Noah. What, he helped Noah build his ark only to be destroyed. That's a bit fucked up. First and, sent Uriel uh, to warn Noah so as not to eradicate the human race. The watchers are bound in the valleys of the earth until judgment day. And the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation, he have preserved in everlasting chains under darkness upon the great judgment of the great day. Right? <laughs> um, there's a list of leaders of the 200 fallen angels who married and commenced an unnatural union with human women and who taught forbidden knowledge and some are listed in the book of Raziel uh, or the Jubilees so there's Araquiel uh, taught human signs of the earth however uh, he's not referred as fallen angel or watcher but one of the five angels who leads the souls of humans to judgment uh, Amaros and Enoch I taught humanity the resolving of enchantments Azazel again Cosmetics, makeup, <laughs> swords. It's quite a, it's quite interesting uh, juxtaposition of items he's given people. Here, have these murder weapons and also make yourself look hot. <laughs> so there's another guy called Gadriel who taught the art of cosmetics. He's a bit like Azazel. Um, Again, none of them seem to be doing anything evil. I looked nah. up him. Um, so you know how I said it, like the jellyfish looking sigil as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the sigil yeah. of Orabas. So I thought I'd look up. Orabas. Okay. It says he supposedly gives true answers of things past, present, divinity, and the creation of the world. This delays, discourages, and eventually prevents individuals and societies from establishing establishing a harmonious relationship with God, which is why he was cast out. So. Oh. He tells you the truth about God, about how the world was created, and this makes God angry. <laughs> Why? God There's also likes... a film about him. It's a horror film. Lovely oh. Molly. Have you ever heard of it? No. Neither have I. 2011 well, American film, Lovely Molly, about the demon about... Horobus. I'll check it out. I'm sure I'll be able to stream it somewhere. Well, there is a depictions in popular culture of the Nephilim, uh, or the Gregory, and like you said in Kevin Smith's Dogma, Bartleby is formerly of being a watcher. Oh, so that's Ben Affleck's character. Yeah. Right. Well, who's Matt Damon? Loki. Can't. Sure he's yeah, but I don't know what his like angel job was. Was he not the no? Because Bartleby, I'm sure it was it Ben Affleck that was the one that was going around killing people. Like he was. A, we sword or was that the other one? I don't know. Dan and Aronofsky's biblical epic Noah. There are a large number of watchers and are depicted of having been cast out of heaven after deciding to help mankind. That's so mean. So they're the rock monsters. Tracy Harding's book, The Cosmic Logos. Uh, the Gregori are a group of fallen spiritual beings who watched over and assisted human spiritual evolution, thus gaining the title of the watchers. I never watched any of Supernatural. Never watched that. Um, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, I don't know any of these. These are all like books, uh, manga, and all that shit. Nah. Yeah. 
Anything else? Um, no. So what can we conclude about angels then? Is it I'd rather pray to, pray to fallen angels than actual like <laughs> godly angels because I don't want to be dumb. Yeah, like we don't know we if the classic. actual angels have done anything bad, but we know the fallen angels have only done things that are good. So. But like even in that show that Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett did, what was that called? Good Omens. Yeah, Good Omens. The demon in it seems like a better guy than the angel. Like the angel who's friends with the demon, he goes to heaven and isn't it um the guy from Mad Men, uh, John Hamm, who plays the archangel I think Michael or Gabriel or something, and he's a total arsehole and like heaven just looks like a boring office. Yes. And like the other like Michael Sheen's angel seems to have a lot more fun hanging around with the demon guy, the fallen angel. So what we, that's what we can conclude is that fallen angels and watchers are far more interesting in the Bible. I mean, yeah. I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> this is fallen by the wayside. Shall we? I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Well, what do you think of angels in general? Like, I, again, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't know how I feel about angels that are still mm. angels, but the ones that have been cast out of heaven all seem like a good lot. And I'm also, we were supposed to talk about how they they actually just look like big monstrous things with eyes, yet God decided to wipe out the monsters created on Earth, but He created them. So, I think we covered that well though. We've got intestine head, we've so. got one that's yeah. turned into fire, we've got old fourteen faces seven heads. Like I really want to get into the Alistair Crowley thing, so I think we should put that down on the list we of shall. topics. Um with a whole like interesting thing about logos and magical place on earth, the evil that is Disney. Like I think that the reason why he built all those parks is not, you know, is to manifest, like to take, to feed off of people's energies for the demons. Maybe. But again, the demons don't really seem like they feed off people's energies. They seem like they just help you do your makeup better, pick the right lip stain for you, things like that. Yeah, I mean, they're not demonic then to me. They're just... Like they do, it seems to me that they're they went to Earth to give the humans a better time of it. So I don't see what's so bad about them. No. Like they're they're coming to give us knowledge. Why is knowledge forbidden? It's like you know when you're at school and like the smart people got bullied for being smart, and the popular people were supposed to be stupid for some reason. Maybe not not the case now, but back in my day it was. I mean. That's still effectively how skills work. <laughs> I don't know because that's not quite skill anywhere. I guess no, you'll I see it more than I will. No, there's not been a, a massive and wonderful turnaround. It's still um, oh. frowned upon to be intelligent. Yeah, so it's like forbidden fruit. So it's like God wants us all to be ignorant and stupid and obedient and subservient. Um, whereas the fallen angels are like, no, fuck that. Do what you want. Here's how to do it. Here's some fabulous eye makeup. Yeah. Look good. Be individuals. 
<laughs> which is like what happens in the life of Brian, isn't it? You're all individuals stop following <laughs> one person. <laughs> so yeah, um, let's wrap it up then and choose something from the list, Mark. Uh, yes. What's the numbers? One in twenty. I've I've refilled it. I'll go for number five. Let's go low down on the list here. Number five is Secret Societies. Oh, okay. So that could be like Alistair Crowley. I don't know how secret he was, but yeah. All right. Secret Societies. Awesome. Societies. Would the royal family be included in that? I don't really want to bring up them. I mean, we've had enough of that building. No, there's yeah. We're driving in royal family news. I just like I've been watching a lot of YouTube just to get away from it. <laughs> so right, well, thanks very much for listening. It kind of petered out a bit towards the end, I think. But um have a good one and may Azrael's love be with you. And may Ham Hamba. Humbaba. Put, put on Humbaba some look after your forest. Put on some eyeshadow and love of Azazel. Good night. Bye. Bye.